Thick Thighs, Thin Patience with Leg Day. Let's do it. So I've had a lot of people ask me and tell me that they really like the last podcast. Um, so I'm really excited to get started and actually have a podcast going. Um, so as we begin, um, this this segment or this podcast is going to be about my leg day because Thick Thighs and Patience classic. Um, one of the things I've always had growing up is very thick legs. Um, my my nickname in high school was Legs Indeed. People were like, oh, the girl with the legs. And, like, that's, you know, that's who I was. And, like, I don't know, I always have just had muscular legs. And that's something that's always um, been a part of my identity. And as I've grown into weightlifting, especially um, other than, like, aerobic exercise or team sports, um, my legs have definitely gotten to a much stronger capacity than I think they've ever been in. Um, and so I'm just going to go through kind of what my routine is for leg day and how I've um, gained and maintained the muscle that I have on my legs. Um, so that being said, let's get into it. So basically my current workout regimen is I like weightlifting about five times a week. Um, so I go on and off. So I have three leg days and then two arm days going between leg days and arm days. Um, so I'm focusing on the leg day portion of it. So four leg days, I have one day that is strictly like glutes, hamstring, um, kind of focuses all that energy right in the upper, um, upper glute and, um, upper and lower glute kind of things connecting the hamstring. And then, um, I have one day that focuses on my quadriceps and hamstring, so it kind of works on the, the thigh as a whole. And my program I'm doing now, um, actually just started with the third day incorporating sumo deadlifts, which I personally hate. I hate sumo deadlifts. I do not understand why they exist. They hurt my body. Um, they, they threaten my existence as a human being and make me feel like I don't have the thick thighs I claim to have because they are difficult. <laughs> um, but I've just started adding those into it. And that day is more so like a mix of both. So it's like glutes and hamstrings and quadriceps kind of just working the whole leg as a whole. Um, so really what I have found joy in is starting my leg days with like one compound movement, whether that's, um, a normal squat, whether it's a sumo deadlift, which I hate, or I also really love hamstring deadlifts. Um, I am personally, so I've, I've always had really good hamstrings, but horrible glutes, and you can obviously see it like in my leg definition, or I know you used to be able to, um, I worked out with someone once that has really really great butts really great glutes but um not good hamstrings and we both would comment on each other's legs and we were like oh like you have really good this and i have really good this like if we just combined our legs we'd have the perfect legs you know like kind of stuff like that um but as i so i start start my leg days with a compound movement to some sort um as i go i move into um different movements that focus on one part of the glute so the program i do so actually let me introduce the program i do the program i do is stephanie buttermore's um intermediate woman's glute guide kind of thing um stephanie buttermore i love her she's amazing she's just going on this all-in process um which is really inspiring basically I'll dive into it later in a different episode because I think it's super interesting and really cool. Um, but basically what she does is she restricted herself with food for a really long time and then recognized that she was tired, she was cold a lot, 
um, didn't have as much energy. Her, her exercise routine or lifting was really lacking. Um, and so she decided to go all in with food and um, actually eat to um, satiation with her body. So when she was satisfied with what she was eating and her hunger was satisfied. Um, and so she's like a couple months in that process now. Um, but she has these really great programs that she released for a woman and she's a doctor. So she focuses a lot on how these exercises are going to benefit and grow the muscle and at what capacity and at what rate you're doing them and how much weight you're putting on them. Um, and that's what I really, really made me buy into getting the program is because she was like, she's a doctor, she researches it, she knows how it works, she's done a bunch of studies for it, even in the packet, like it shows the research and all the information, which I dig, I think that's so cool. Um, so I, so I have been following her guide for a couple months now, um, I just finished it actually, um, I'm gonna start repeating it come after J term and after, um, in the spring hopefully, once I get a gym membership. Um, so yeah, so that's what my leg days are based under. So we start, she, we start, she starts with a compound movement. Um, from that compound movement, you move into different things. So I know she includes um, 45 degree hyperextensions if your gym has that. I really like those because I feel like they're a burnout for your glutes um, and your hamstrings. Um, and then as you continue, she does a lot of hip thrusts. I personally, and like I hate hip thrusts, people who can do hip thrusts really well, I envy you. They hurt me at some point. They hurt my neck. I don't really enjoy them. Um, just in general, like I just I I see hip thrust on my my sheet and I'm not happy about it. I'm gonna be honest. I'm just not happy about having to do hip thrust in the slightest. Um, but I include hip thrust in that. Um, she does a lot of a lot of like deadlift, hamstring things. Um, I know she uses the um, glute kickback machine a lot. Um, and that targets directly your hamstrings, which I really enjoy. Um, and then she also uses a lot of um, resistance bands, which personally, um, I've started, I got into a little bit before I started doing her program. Um, but I think res resistance bands are like the secret weapon of working out. I think you can bring them anywhere you can use them. Yesterday, I did a resistance band workout, and I was like not even really putting a lot of tension on that muscle for my arms. But today, I am sore. I didn't even realize I was working that hard, but I was working that hard because resistance bands make you work. And I'm telling you, they're the secret weapon. They're a secret little plug that are going to really work your muscles in ways that you didn't realize you could. So my biggest thing with leg days is people often go in with this mindset that like, oh, I really want to get some, get, like, get a bigger butt or like grow my glutes or get my hamstring or my quadriceps. Um... And what I've really taken from doing this program that you can't work the same thing every day. I personally went through a phase where I was I was in that mindset. Where I was like, I want to do all legs all the time because that's where I feel the best. And yes, um, I have a Fitbit, so it tracks everything I do. And so yes, I feel better after a leg day and I burn more calories after a leg day. But arm days are also important to help keep that balance. Um, and it's also not good to do the same thing over and over constantly, which is why I like Stephanie Buttermore's program because it does hamstrings and then glutes and then quadriceps. It kind of works them all on different different days in different ways, and that's what I really enjoy. Um, and that's especially what I, I want to touch on because if you're constantly going in and doing the same thing, you're tearing out your same muscles over and over and over again, and it's hard for you to do heavy lifting days and to do moderate lifting days and do light lifting days. Actually, 
for my vocal pedagogy class, we're doing a presentation. The presentation is on exercise and how it affects the voice. And it talks about vo voice training and exercise and weightlifting and how they coincide and are actually very similar. And it's mainly because you do a lot of the same things for voice and for exercise. So you need, need to do warm-ups and you need to do moderate a moderate practice and you need to do heavy practice so you can train your voice and build it up while also doing the same thing with your muscles where you're training your muscles and building it up you can't constantly be lifting heavy and assume that you're just going to continue lifting heavy because that's not how it works i think a lot of people come into the gym with that mindset like it's okay to start lifting light and i think people forget about that when they first get into the gym i know that i came in and was like oh i'm only lifting you know, however much on the squat rack, like, that look kind of silly, don't I? And it's like, no, you don't, because your body, like, that's all your body can do right now on that lifting, and that's okay, like, you're there to train. So the next thing I really want to talk about is um, just going into how I do leg day to, to get the most out of um, what I'm doing kind of thing, I guess. So basically... For myself, um, when I started doing leg day, I would say, I don't know, maybe two years ago, January 2018. No, January 2017. That's when I really started doing lifting. Um, but during that, I wasn't ever putting on weight. I was constantly just staying at the same weight for squats and deadlifts and all these compound lifts which was really problematic because it wasn't helping me do any gains. It's really just, and this is when I was, um, going through a, just a rough time with food and eating and fitness in general. And I was just trying to get into good shape as quick as I could. And that was the big problematic part of it. But um, my point here is that I wasn't progressively overloading what I my lifts, so I wasn't adding on weight um, and then doing increasing reps as I was going so that I was able to grow the muscle that I had. Um, instead, I was just keeping my muscle the way it was and Basically, um, I would made my legs look really good because I was toning them because I was using the same thing over and over and over again, but it wasn't challenging my body. And that's the biggest thing is you need to challenge your body when you're lifting in order to make those gains. You need to get to a point where you feel, you feel comfortable with being uncomfortable every once in a while. That's how I would, I would put it. So, um, as I've continued going through, um, leg days and arm days and whatever else, um, progressive overloading is something that I would advocate for greatly. Um, basically what it is, is as you, so I usually do three sets of something. Um, and so three sets of eight reps. And then the first, the first set is 150 or your, when your knees, your weight for you. So like that could be 150 pounds on the squat rack. Um, and then the next set you'd add 10 pounds to that. And then your last set you'd add five kind of thing and you could either it depends on who depends on who you are who you talk to what you do um what weight you're at also just think about that too like um basically you should find your max and then you should work on challenging yourself um in order to make those gains and I'm sure that if you went online you could find some sort of program that was like here you go like if you maxed out at this on this then technically you should be doing this amount of reps with this weight to help create muscle efficiently. So if you're a beginner in weightlifting, I would recommend doing progressive overload. Um, a lot of the people, I, so I watch a lot of YouTubers like Stephanie Buttermore, um, her boyfriend Jeff Nippard, 
people who do research and have data to back up what they're talking about. But basically, they talk a lot about how when you first start lifting, um, that's the best time to make the gains. So if you start lifting, like start doing progressive overload at that point, because um, your body is going to be, first of all, your body is going to be confused with what you're doing to it because you're um, challenging it in a way that it hasn't been challenged before. And that's already going to spark a change in um, the way you feel and the way you're working out. But um, progressive overloading is one of the best and most, I think, effective ways to make gains. Um, I just genuinely believe that for myself, at least, I've noticed a bigger difference in my leg days by doing progressive overloading. Um, and that being said, progressive overloading should not be every single day. You should not be constantly going to failure, going to a point that you are really uncomfortable. Um, and I just, I think I talked about this earlier, but I just did a vocal pad presentation um, about um, get, getting swole, quote unquote, but also being able to sing. And it's this singing and tra- weightlifting are the same thing where it's a lot of moderate and light days and then a, a couple heavy days. And so progressive overloading should be your heavier days where you're like, I'm going to really put on the weight. I'm going to try and go to failure. I'm going to try and, you know, you know, quote unquote, max out, um, whatever that means to you kind of deal. But basically progressive overloading is going to, like I said earlier, grow your muscle in an effective and efficient way. Um, and on top of growing your muscles which with progressive overloading, I also notice a difference depending on how much I eat and what I eat. So I just remember thinking about this one day, but there's one day I didn't work out as rest day, um, but I had a lot to eat and a lot more than I usually eat. And it's just one of those days where like snacks were available and whatever else. And so I was like, you know what, why not? Um, the next day I did a leg day. And then the day after that, my like I felt thick, you know, how sometimes you just wake up and, you know, you had a really good leg day or a really good muscle day the day before and you just feel different. You're like, oh, my jeans fit a little tighter, a little snugger. Um, I personally, it's probably because you, you, you know, you probably tore those muscles or micro tore those muscles that you were working um, and you're probably also a little swollen just from that. But it feels good. It feels good to, I don't know, I, I think I thought it felt really good to just feel those gains and feel the work I was putting in come out in some sort of product even if it wasn't really an actual product so piggybacking off all this information I dispute at you if you're a beginner I would recommend checking out your maxes um, and then from there figuring out what your um I your 80 yeah it's like it's like RPE, which is like the reps per or something like that. So basically, it's like how many repetitions, or like what your max is. So like it's eighty percent of your max. So, um, that's so that would be something that would challenge you, you know, or along those lines where it's you challenging yourself based on the numbers that fit your body. So if you're a beginner, I'd recommend starting with something like that. Um, I'd recommend working. Oh gosh, I should talk about this earlier. Working on form. You are not going to get anywhere in your lifting if you're not working on form. Um, and this is, I think this is also one of the bigger things that was an issue for me in that January 2018 when I had started lifting. I wasn't progressive overloading and I wasn't focused on my form yet. I was still kind of like, oh, you know what, it'll be fine. Like, I'm still doing an exercise, I'm still moving my body, 
you know, no one's going to notice, no one's going to care, whatever. And that's just genuinely not the case. Because when you get to doing a form that isn't correct, you're constantly doing it incorrectly, and you're not working the muscles that, that that exercise is meant to work, which is problematic and isn't at all efficient to your time. At least that's what I think. So make sure you're working on form. I know for myself, when I had first started lifting, I looked at a lot of other lifters. I looked on Instagram. I looked on, um, you can look on the internet. You can look basically wherever you want. I know bodybuilding.net.com has a lot of exercises and uh, workouts that you can follow. Um, I'm sure that they would also show videos of form or things like that 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 could be helpful. Um, but yeah, I would recommend working on your form. Look in the mirror, um, just watch yourself, record yourself. I know people, like, I don't, I personally don't ever really record myself. I usually use mostly mirrors because our weight room has a lot of mirrors. And so that's just, you know, useful for me. But like, watch yourself, record yourself, do something so you can see how you're doing it. Because there are sometimes like where you, you won't be able to see your spine that's, out of alignment or you won't be able to recognize that your your butt is too far out or you won't be able to recognize that you need to bring your knees closer together or whatever the issue is um so just make sure that you are aware of how your body is moving and what it's doing um the biggest thing i think that i've had issues with is my spine alignment and that has a lot to do with my body in general i'm just <laughs> i'm just poor with posture altogether and lifting has really really helped my posture like in like unbelievably so my posture is so much better but I still have alignment issues and that's just the way it's always going to be because that's the way our society is we wear backpacks all the time and whatever else we sit in chairs we stand and our backs just start get wrecked by the end of everything because of everything we're doing and what we're not supposed to be doing and we just don't take time for ourselves to stretch and whatever else and that's the tea on that situation. Um, but make sure you're looking at your form because it's really important to to get the gains to get the thick thighs. But going back into my original point from that tangent is that if you're a beginner, make sure you're looking at your form and make sure that you are working on it progressively overloading. Because I, I think in that first those first few months of weightlifting, that's when you're going to see all the improvements that's when you're going to see all the gains when you're going to see a big change in your body and i think if you do it correctly that you can be really effective with your training um and that's something that i think i took for granted and now i think now that i'm actually training in a positive way i I see a complete 180 in um my body and how it and how it works in the weight room but, and another thing too, I think is really important is that make sure you're switching things up, make sure you're doing different things. Um, like I said earlier, I kind of go between like a hamstring day and a glute day and I work some quadriceps every once in a while. Um, I don't work quadriceps as much because I, I run a lot and my quadriceps just get worked during that. Um, but make sure you're switching things up. You can't constantly, I know, I know we all want you know, like a little hamstring bump. I know everyone wants a really good booty, but you just need to, to switch things up. You need to be doing different things constantly. You need to make sure that you're not always doing hamstrings and doing whatever else. And take you need to take days off for your legs. That's another thing, too. And I think people, 
I know that I'm, I'm guilty as charged, um, but I'm somebody who is like, I have to do like day every day because it's where I see the most gains or that's where I feel the best. And, you know, everyone has their, their beef with legs or with arms and I have my beef with arms and I just don't know why I have beef with arms, but I do. I just don't enjoy doing arm day. You cannot, you, I don't know who would have to do it, but somebody would have to, I don't know, do something to me to really make me excited to do arms, right? Like, my mindset armed arms has changed completely as in a total 180 um, since when I first started. But I don't like arms and I only do it because I need to balance out what I'm doing with my legs, basically. Because you need to be training everything if you're going to be training something. But my point here is that you can't always constantly be doing the same thing with your legs. And I know personally, myself, I hit a point in lifting or in, uh, you know, my routine where I'm like, you know what, I'm kind of sick of doing this um and I I've, I've hit that point for me it's usually a couple months or like a season so for my so for, for me I say every semester and then during the summer is a is a section of when I'm doing something or have a certain routine and I'm hitting a point where I'm kind of getting sick of my same old routine I've I still am doing progressive overloading every once in a while I'm trying to make those gains to be a little different spice things up but I'm getting getting used to it and it's getting old for my body and it's getting old for my brain. So right now it's a lot of just like going through the motions. And when you're when you're weightlifting, it shouldn't be I personally don't think it should be going through the motions. It should be you saying, Oh great, look, let's try this exercise, let's do this or okay, something new to try and see how it works out or, you know, trying to get your body to to um get tired. Because I know that one of the things I do is glute bridge knee banded rep something or another and it and it just it it tires out your glute muscle to a point where you fit you go to failure um and it's like stuff like that where you just you push yourself to a point and you're like yep that's it like we're done great or you try new exercise and you're like wow i really like this like um oh swiss swiss ball leg curls are psychotic they're psychotic they are they are chaotic energy and i love them they're just I love whenever I see them on my workout thing. I'm like hell yeah! I'm like let's do it. Let's let's go for it. Um, they're just, they're just something fun. There's something new to me, and I think that's what we lack a lot, especially in leg day, is you're not trying something new. You're not you're not challenging your legs. You're like oh let's just go with my, you know usual squat. Um, and it shouldn't always be about doing squats and doing deadlifts and doing whatever else. It should be, those should be your main exercises. You know your compound lifts to to um progressively overload and to work all those muscles that you are working individually after that point um but it shouldn't always be constantly focused on that so really what I'm trying to say is spice up your workout don't constantly be doing the same thing with your body um your legs especially I think we use our legs so much from day to day I mean if if you have that ability um we use our legs so much from day to day that we we're, we we take them for granted, and I I think that's that's something to say about our entire body. We take our entire body for granted so often, and we we shouldn't. Like I I know that I have, and I always will. Um, but there's one point where I was thinking about it, and I was like, if I couldn't go for a run, or you know, and I I think about that especially on rainy days when it's pouring. It's not like a light drizzle. I'm like, you know what? I could suffer through this. Um. I mean, like, pouring rain where it's not going to be fun for me. Or when it gets really cold outside or icy and I can't go outside running anymore. 
um, for myself, that's when I'm like, wow, this sucks that, like, some people can't do this effort at all. And I think that we take for granted so often our ability to lift and to enjoy doing something for us. Um, and so enjoy it. Weightlifting doesn't have to be, especially for leg day, I think people are like, well, I have to make sure my legs look good doing this. And I'm like, no, you don't have to do the weird things Whitney Simmons does. And you don't have to set up that weird block and step up or whatever else. People do that all the time and it's done. And you don't have to do all that weird stuff. Like, just find find a, find a one wonky exercise, like Swiss ball leg curls, and put those in your workout. And just, you know, because you'll get excited and you'll be like, oh my gosh, this part of my workout's coming. Um, and that, yes, and that is my point I'm trying to make, is that you should be having fun with your leg days. It shouldn't be constantly the same thing. Um, and you should be going back and forth between light and moderate and then heavy. Um, and making sure that your body is getting a challenge while also not hindering you. So, all in all, that is my my routine leg day. I know it's not super exciting. I know I went on a couple tangents. I think that's kind of was the point. I wanted to talk about, you know, what I do and how I've gotten my, my thick thighs, quote-unquote. Um, but I also think it's important to talk about the, the basics and, you know, different aspects that I work into my training, like progressive overloading and like adding, you know, weird, weird, weird exercises into training, um, and just kind of switching it up from day to day and making sure that I'm not constantly always training, training heavy. Cause I think that's not a big mistake because everyone is constantly like, I have to train so heavy today again and it's that's not how weightlifting works it's not how your body works your body will get tired and it will get sad and you will burn out from weight training because you are doing too much all the time um and so I hope you enjoyed this podcast um I think the next episode is going to be me talking about arm days but I also think I went on such long tangents here that I don't know how long it's going to be, but we'll see. So um, look out for another podcast from me coming soon in the next couple weeks or so. Um, But, yeah, thanks for tuning in. That's my leg day. Um, Let's hit it.